Hey, this is Raz Simone, and you're listening to Dash Radio. Welcome to the world of music. Discover new music. Do you want to be the first to know? Pay attention. This is Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. That's right, it's that time. Welcome into Daily Discovery. My name is DJ Hoppa. Very excited to be joined by Seattle's own Raz Simone is here in the building. What's good, man? Uh, yeah, what's going on? Feeling well, good. Welcome, welcome into LA, man. You've got a, a new project that is recently released called Drive Theory. We're excited for it. Yes, got a couple yes. of records off of the project that I want to play today for our people here at Dash. Uh, but first, man, like let them know a little bit more about your background and how you got into music and all of this. Tell me more about it. Um, I got into music through poetry. I was 14 and I was creative writing class. We were asked to write a poem and I wrote a poem and performed it for the class. And uh. like a few people cried and I was like, this is what cried. I'm doing. A few yeah. people cried as you read that. Do you yeah. remember what the poem the was about? teacher was all emotional and all that stuff. It was about my life at that time. Okay. You know, so okay. it was just, that was an outlet. And I realized that was my outlet. Mm. And so that was... Yeah, there was no turning back. I didn't even know what it was, but I was like, whatever this is, this feeling, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, yeah. And then it just went from there. I didn't know I was rapping. People were like, dude, you're rapping. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing poetry. Mm. And then they, you know, people were showing me, uh, showing things like Tupac and stuff like that because I wasn't listening to music at that point. Mm. And then uh, that was when I was like, hold on a second. Like, that's, yeah, that is what I'm doing. Mm. And so then I started to bring the music together, bring that in there looked up recording studios. I didn't even know where, how to record mm-hmm. or anything like that. I didn't know how people put the music onto the CD. Right. I was like, how are right. they? And then where are these it gunshots coming appears, from? right? Yeah. yeah. And he's got double layers of his voice. Like, what, how are they doing this yeah. magic? So then I had to ask around and then I was like, I looked up in the white pages, recording studio went mm. and I had some, at that point I had some friends that, that um, believed in me and like, we're putting money up towards stations and all that stuff. And so I went and, yeah, that was that. It's been a journey. Yeah. Nice. Is. Nice. Tell me a little bit more for, in your opinion, what is the difference between spoken word and rap, if if any? I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really think that there is much. It's just sometimes when it comes to spoken word, there are certain cadences that people mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. and and they stay in the, and the grass, you know, and that gets <laughs> right. annoying. But, right. you know, but if, someone else, you know, could do spoken word and do their own complete own cadence. And then it's, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can be rhythmic or you can be wherever. So yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any kind of difference really, you know, where yeah. rap, usually you might have a beat or something like that maybe, but I think that their genres bleed so much nowadays, especially when it comes to like hip hop rap, Yep. you know, I feel the same way about some rappers, though. I feel like rappers get stuck in a certain cadence as well. And like, are exactly. like oh, this as is I was what saying I hear, that I was right? thinking about yeah, that. I was like, for sure. Yeah. It's so like, yeah, oh, this definitely. is what this is what, you know, this is what Drake sounds like. Therefore, I'm going to this is how my flow is going to be adopted now or whatnot. You know, which yeah, to me, I, I'm not I'm not hating on that necessarily. What I'm, I do think happens. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this earlier, actually. I was talking with somebody else about this earlier where. I feel like a natural progression for a lot of people when it comes to the creative process is you start by finding something that you like, something mm-hmm. that's like, oh, this is interesting. And then you yeah. you try to emulate that. And yeah. then from there, you try to find your own style in it. And I feel like there are still a some people, people are that are that last <laughs> that was, that's, what, yeah. that's what I was thinking just as I was saying that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have yet 
to get to that next step of them finding their own style in it. How did you find your own style? Yeah, I'd agree, definitely. Um, so for me, I didn't, as soon as I started making music, I was like, okay, I can't listen to anything else. Mm. So I literally, like, if I, if the radio was playing in my friend's car when I hopped in, I'd be like, nah, nah, nah. And I plug my ears, I'd be like, turn it off. Turn. Like, strict. People <laughs> right. know how I am when right. I get on things. Like, I'm very extreme. And so that's how I was. So, um, because I wanted to have that fingerprint more than being able to like blend in or, mm-hmm. or like be up there with the people that, I, you know, I wanted to make sure that I had my own fingerprint. That mm-hmm. was like my biggest thing the whole time. And so I just stayed away from listening to music and, until I really got that fingerprint. And that's like, I wasn't even listening to things like a couple of years, you know, a year or so ago, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just now being like, all right, I'll try and tune in a little bit. Right. And it's still foreign to me because I'm so used to just listening to myself and like, you know, refining myself. So. But I feel like it's good to tap in and learn yeah. the languages and see what people are listening to and all that stuff and see what your peers are doing and support and all that. But at first, I think it's good to, you know, there's a reason why there's blinders on the horses that are running. Mm. You know, they have to have mm-hmm. those on to focus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Know. Yeah, for sure. I also would say that I think there's an interesting, an interesting exercise would be listening to music outside of your genre but not in that, you know, not in the uh, genres of music that you create. But like mm-hmm. if you were to listen to, let's say, world music or whatnot, and then mm-hmm. just like totally vibe out on certain rhythms and patterns and different things that are in other music, I think that that, that can be a nice way of sort of still at least having music around, but not being so tempted to just mm-hmm. do what everybody else is doing type of thing. You know, That's, that's pretty much how I rock right now. Like I listen to like folk music and orchestral like okay. symphonic type stuff yeah what so if i were to open up your whatever or you like whatever your spotify or whatever that is that you're listening to what would i find in there what what kind of like artists and yeah, and um, things are you listening to this girl laura mavula laura mavula she's from london she like did some stuff with the london symphony and she like yeah she scores okay. her own stuff like it's crazy um and is sings, it all instrumental no, she no, sings. she sings on it as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you friend like like uh Ben Howard, who what else? Um weird things. Some indie art real, a little tiny bit. Okay. Um Okay. But yeah, just just uh and then a bunch of little folk artists, uh what's his face? I'm losing my uh That's crazy. How did so how did you find even that first girl that you mentioned? How did you find her? You know, it was one of my homies put me on like on a little road trip. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things, you know, on a road trip, you listen to something on a road trip, it's All like sorts of that much stuff. more magical. Right. So I was like, yeah, no, this is my person right now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been like that. I got some Hozier on here, like okay, Bob Dylan. Okay. Yeah, some just, yeah, some real, real random stuff. Yeah, I mean, people would be, you know, probably surprised to hear that, that like these are some of the things that you're listening to and these are the things that I wouldn't say necessarily influence you in this, but that you're, you know, you're absorbing as you're going through this and as you're going through this creative process, tell me a little bit more about what it was like to put together drive theory, the the full project. Well, it's funny. So I have, I have a few albums that are all the way put together, you know, um, ready to go. And so what's funny is from all of my albums, I've had at least one song that I made like eight years ago. Hmm. So like, or five to eight years ago. So it's kind of cool because I'm telling the story and I'm able to have that much depth that I can pull something that I, you know, from back here when I felt like this, when this was going on and then pull something that I made a week ago mm. and, you know, and have, yeah, I have this whole little thing. So that's, that's been fun. Um, 
drive there. Yeah, it was, it was supernatural. It just, I, I was creating these tracks and it felt like, okay, this is where these need to go. And then I had this one over here and put it together, you know? So sitting on uh, a lot of music though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, what I do is I'll file them so I don't, so I'm not just sitting. It's like, this will come when it's supposed to. And sometimes that doesn't happen for sure. a little while. Yeah, so. it could take a while when it's meant to come. Yeah. Um, I want to play Never a Thing. Tell me a little bit more about this song before we get into it. Oh, that's a song. It was like, it was pretty much me and my homegirl, Sonia Elise. She's like like a sister. Um, she's She lives out here, but she's actually in New York. I hit her up like random. I was like, hey, I'm about to pull up on you. <laughs> she's like, I'm in New York. But um, yeah, so we, we just got up in the studio. We busted out like five tracks, and this is one of them. And we the way that we vibe is kind of like just back and forth almost freestyle and like figuring out different weird melodies and mm. stuff. We both sing and rap, you with, know, with a beat, with a beat going on in the back, with a beat going mm-hmm. on. Yes. Yeah, so we'll go through some different beats that, that I've made or someone else has made, or, you know, we have collabed on it and we'll just be going back and forth on things. And, um, yeah, it was almost one of those little freestyle slash, you know, written in our head mm-hmm. type of type of joints. And it was just real vibey. So, and it was different. So, Nice, nice. Well, I want to play it here. Uh, Raz Simone is here. This song called Never a Thing. Do not go anywhere. You're tuned in to Dash Radio. Time zone, what you need? Pound key on the plug. You know it's never a thing. Flow weed, got the perk with the sprite and the double cup. You know it's never a thing. What you want to do like? What you trying to do like? Grab a nine. You know it's never a thing. What you need a bitch like? Like a slim and thick like? What you like? You know it's never a thing. No, I got your back if you lack right. Yeah. No, I got his back in my lap right. Be in the track getting so full. Niggas chop it up like it's combo. You can have a bag if you wanna. No, I come in clutch in the fourth quarter. No, I come in clutch in the fourth quarter. No, I hit the clutch and the boys on the scrap. <laughs> yeah, you know it's never a thing. You know it's never a thing. You know it's never a thing. Put that shit on everything. You know it's never a thing. What you need? Time zone, what you need? Pound key on the plug. You know it's never a thing. Flow we got the perk with the sprite and the double cup. You know it's never a thing. What you want to do like? What you tryna do like? Grab a nine. You know it's never a thing. What you need a bitch like? Like a slim and thick like? What you like? You know it's never a thing. Tell me if anything at all is ever too much. I know you got your own ladies, but I'm your brother, your shoulder, no crutch. And niggas these days be out here doing too much. You know it's never a thing for me to slide through with the automatic in the clutch. Shots fine, they ain't do nothing, niggas till cops are dying. Little bros burn a cop body, so he swap with mine. Eleven year old niggas on the line that'll drop a fire. Smoking a bomb of fluid that already, so why not do it? Look at me, kinda stupid, I shoot him and slide off moving. Get no fucks, you niggas suck, you know that I'm highly juicy. Sauce. Nigga. You know it's never a thing. What you need? Time zone, what you need? Pound key on the plug. You know it's never a thing. Flow we ate, got the perk with the sprite and the double cup. You know it's never a thing. 
What you want to do like? What you trying to do like? Grab a nine. No, it's never a thing. What you need a bitch like? Like a slimmer thick like? What you like? You know it's never a thing. Discover new music and new artists. The Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. You know it's never a thing. Roz, Simone, hanging out with me here in studio. That song called Never a Thing. We were just chatting about your new album, Drive Theory, which you've put out recently. Um, man, tell me a little bit more about just... You mentioned that in creating Never a Thing, that that was just kind of like more of a freestyle back and forth with it. Is that typically how you go about creating? No, nah, but uh, my thing is the way I go about learning is I like to just learn from different people. So mm. it's funny. Like I started working out like a year ago or something like that. And whenever I go in, it doesn't matter how many, you know, how much I know. I always say, I know nothing about this. I'm super ignorant mm. to whoever is around there. Any friend or a fan that pulls up in the gym is like, hey, what? I'll be like, hey, I know nothing about this stuff. You want to show me some things? Mm. And so it's the same way when it comes to creating or anything. When I'm learning, I'm, I want to be a lifelong learner. So uh, the way that I do, you know, my stuff is like I, I write it out and I'm sitting there thinking about it. And, right. you know, in a, I'm just having a moment with myself. I might be in the car writing maybe for hours, but just but loving every moment of it. But then, you know, with other people, Let's say Sonia, she might just want to smoke a little bit, get in the studio and just go, you mm. know, and that mm. might be a thing. So I'm like, all right, well, sure, let me just try this with you. You know, so that was what it was and just let it happen and it was natural. Where know? do you think that that comes from for you? Like in terms of, you know, always wanting to learn more. Was that instilled in you from somebody in particular? Was it from a parent? Was it from just you were born that way? You've always had that sort of desire? I mean, I have to give credit to my, you know, to my mom because mm. she's a powerful figure in my life, you know, mm -hmm. from day one. Uh, I think the the disposition helps as well because I know, yeah, as a baby, I was calm and I'd listen. I never, you know, my mom always said I never cried. Mm. So I was just listening. But, um, yeah, I think that I, I put a lot of value on on um, elders, older people, mm -hmm. family and all that stuff. I think, um not having a lot of immediate family around me at that at that time, uh, you cherish it a little bit more. And also, like, my my given name, you know, my name is Raz Simone, but my given name is Solomon. Mm. So I was always, I learned how to read from reading the Bible. And so I was, like, always nose deep in there. And my namesake is, you know, King Solomon. So he was the wisest man that ever lived mm. and, you know, mm. whatever. And mm -hmm. he his whole thing was instead of praying for riches every night, he prayed for wisdom. So every night I would pray for wisdom. So I think that mm. that like instilled that in me where it's like, I want this wisdom, want this wisdom. And, you know, you get that. The only thing is that at that time, I didn't realize that wisdom is you gain wisdom from experience. So mm. I'm literally praying like, God, just fuck my life up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, right. but I but was why thinking Why is like, all this happening? <laughs> well, you keep praying for it, man. Right, right. But I was thinking like, all right, you know, wise people learning from wise people but you know sure. other people's wisdom is your intelligence yeah you gotta get your own wisdom so yeah you know but i cherish that i used to tell i would say like one of my favorite pastimes was like listening to old people talk mm. and trying to find their their wave you know like my grandma the way she talks 
some people might think she's crazy, you know, just because mm -hmm. she might be all over the place. But if you follow it, you can follow it. No, nah, she's not. She's putting it together. She's just telling you like 12 different stories at the same time. Right. You know, so I thought that was great. And then later on, it became like, oh, I like being a communicator. I like mm -hmm. to understand people, empathize with people, be able to speak their language and maybe translate it for someone. And with that, it's like, all right, I need to hear, you know, okay, now I, I know that one. I know that one. Okay, got it. You know, so. That, that was, yeah, that's dope, yeah. man. I think that that's, to me, you know, being on this quest to to learn more about life and, and being able to come into situations humble and to yeah. say, hey, I'm I'm there's something there's definitely something that I can learn from this. There's definitely something that I can learn today. I I feel like that it shouldn't be this way, but that oftentimes is a rare situation with with a lot of artists. Like there's a lot of artists that feel like you know, that they've got it all sorted out. And I think that that, that can be the you know, wrong approach. You know, A lot of times I don't think that they feel like they have it all sorted out. I feel like they're just more insecure. And that's mm. the thing. So it's like mm. when people are insecure, a lot of times they try to feel that, you know, overcompensate with like, oh, no, no, no I know it. Like, mm. you know, and then you can tell it strikes a chord when they get a little angry. And you're like, why right. are you angry if you know it? Like, chill, <laughs> bro. You know, so right. I feel like it's one of those things. And my thing is like I've always wanted to be – um you know, powerful in a good way and not like I'm I'm Better acting you, strong, right? like I'm going to beat up this girl because I'm right. stronger than you, you know right. what I mean? Like, no, like actual strength where it's like, oh, I have enough strength to tell you that I'm wrong or enough strength to ask a question, ask for directions, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Stuff like that instead of looking stupid, you know, not even looking stupid, just but just being less intelligent than I could have been in that situation. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, always trying to, trying to, ground myself you know and, and trying to be self-aware understand what's going on in, mm. in my own head and how i'm being perceived by others and all that stuff just so that i can be a better person on this earth not so that you can like me more right you know so right. more more for you versus for other people right well for me and for everyone else but like all right uh, like let's say in this room let's say i'm anemic or something like that and i really like it really super hot or maybe i just like it hot you right. know i'm not anemic right and but everyone else is sweating and being like bruh you know there's some people that are just like who cares you know there's mm -hmm. some people that uh wash their hands before they pee you know and then shake your hand because they don't care about you they care about themselves you know what that's saying? interesting so it's like, <laughs> be wary you know, of those people by the way there's you know, something wrong with those people so for my thing is more like being considerate of others sure not because not to be a people pleaser not like i care what you think like i don't give a fuck about what you think but i care about how you feel mm. you know i mm. care about what you think as far as how you perceive me you know because your perception of me can quickly sure. become my reality if you perceive me to be a bitch you try to act or treat me like a bitch. Now I have to deal with you or, you know, whatever. And right. So little things like that, but not really how people think about me, you know, yep. if yep. it's going to affect my family or, you know, my money that's going to provide for my family, then mm -hmm. maybe I care about how you think in that way. But I'm sure. more so care about how you feel because I care about everyone as, in a whole, as a whole. Yeah. Sympathy. Sympathy. Having, that you know, empathy. being sim sympathetic and, and empathetic, you know. Um, all right. So. You've got this other song that I want to play here called I Sell Drugs. Yes. Tell us about this song. <laughs> I feel like there's a story involved here. <laughs> nah, it's, it's that simple. No, nah, um, the the song, it was, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where it came up in my head and that was what it was. Um, it was also this this feel like I had a bunch of different friends that have been um, like dying over drugs, 
bunch of people that I know have been dying over drugs and all that stuff. Bunch of people that I'm finding out, like, well, you know, you're doing all kinds of crazy drugs that we didn't use. Like, mm-hmm. growing up and being from the hood, like, and being a black man in America, I thought, you know, people don't, you don't really, there's certain drugs you just don't do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but then I realized I woke up and was like, oh, no, everyone's doing all those drugs that, that you don't do. You know, like, we, we live through, the you know we lived through or we made it through the crack era mm-hmm. like we most of my friends are crack babies you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like like on the song i talk about like my my girlfriend was a crack baby you know like so it's like we saw that happen so why would we be putting any of that close to us in any kind of way you know mm. i'm out here whipping up dope with the homies i had been doing that you know before and now these same homies are out you know, we're, we're hitting the block and we're seeing all these zombies walking around and aunties and uncles. And now these guys are doing the same thing. You know, like it's crazy. People, you know, people are putting coke in their blunt. And now they're smoking rocks. They're, you know, people smoking pills and all these things. And, you know, it it was like, no, nah, that's not something that we do over here. Like, you know, <laughs> that might happen over here, but right. over there, but that doesn't happen over here. So it was kind of just crazy. You know, I'm watching the epidemic and then you see like, you know, all these rappers and stuff. And my thing is like, it's fine if you do drugs or, you know, if you, if that's your thing or whatever, like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to condemn anyone. I got weird, weird, you know, right. shit that I do that people would be like, bro, you're fucked up, you know? Right. But, um, I think that it's, I don't appreciate it when something, something super negative is promoted and that's like, you know, and people are looking at it as like, oh, this is super cool. Like I want to do this, you know, mm. when it's not, I like it when people tell about their own story. So I wouldn't want someone to not talk about doing drugs if they do drugs, but I would want them to show all the different sides, you know, where it's like, usually you just hear about all the fun shit. Like I'm doing all the drugs in the world and you know, da 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 bitches sucking my dick like while I'm doing it. And so everybody's just like pre- premature, you know, they're, they're frontal lobe, their reasoning hasn't even developed and they're just going and doing all the craziest drugs, mm. you know? And so I thought it was just weird that it transferred from, and then like you have this, this music genre trap and you have all these trap artists who like, okay, people that sell drugs, you know, selling drug music, trapping, but then they're promoting the use of the drugs while they're selling the drugs. And that just mm. seems counterproductive. Like, you know, if you look at the crack commandments or, right. you know Don't what I mean? Just like, just yeah. literally just everything, every yeah. movie you've watched or, you know, just real life. And so it's kind of crazy. I'm just looking like, huh? huh? Like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone, mm. you know, and people are giving these people so much clout for, for this one. It's like, that's not a good business move. That's not a good business, man. Like, you know, right. that doesn't right. make any sense. Right. So the song is about, yeah, it kind of covers a, a lot of those things. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm going to get into this here. Um, Roz Simone hanging out with me here on Dash Radio. Do not go anywhere. I sell drugs, I don't use Make it piss up on my phone While y'all playing with y'all lows Bitch, I sell drugs, I don't use I am not a punk, bitch I'm that nigga without a sip Bitch, I sell drugs Bitch, I sell drugs Bitch, I sell drugs I sell drugs. 
really, really cool to drink heroin now. I can't get with that. My trap house was a heroin house. Baby mama on the floor crying, pulling the hair out. Cause there's no heat in the house. And these fiends in the house. And they'll even steal the air if you leave it in the house. I was souping as a kid, so ABC's by my house. So I came from the north. Then went deep in the soft Got a gun charging some things that I can't speak on right now Cause bitch I sell drugs, I'll use Make it piss up on my phone Why y'all playing with y'all lungs? Bitch I sell drugs, I'll use I am not a punk, bitch I'm that nigga without a sip Bitch I sell drugs Bitch I sell drugs As a kid, I watched crap being smoked by kids that work is no more. That got hit by the 80s. My girlfriend with my first home, and she was a crack baby. No, we don't talk no more. But she retweets me and plays me My second hoe, I got so much love for And we don't talk no more, but she still plays me She been mine since she 18 That mean if any of you niggas fucked on her Or sat her down before me You was fucking on the kid, that's crazy Most of these niggas wanna be pimps cause they lazy But I'm fully with the plans I got calluses on my hands I've been running across the land Sleeping on planes with no zans I know you will not understand Cause you a fiend and I'm the man Cause bitch I sell drugs I'll use Make it place up on my phone While y'all playing with y'all lungs Bitch I sell drugs I'll use I am not a punk Bitch I'm that nigga without a sip Discover new music and new artists. The Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. Raz Simone here with me here on Dash. Uh, Daily Discovery. Uh, Raz, that last song, I Sell Drugs, uh, talking, you know, sort of a commentary on what, what's been going on. And you you mentioned a little bit about that before we played the record. I wanted to ask you about Black Umbrella as a whole. And then also mm-hmm. some of the other things that I know that are in your music. I feel like you definitely are not afraid to address, you know, certain issues whether it be drugs, uh, mental health issues, any of that. Um, tell me a little bit more about the um, some of those issues that you're that is rooted in some of the music that you've got. Um, I mean, there's lots of different things, you know, um, like me being around, you know, being coming through like uh, the game, like pimping and all that stuff, like coming through, you know, like with prostitutions and all that. Um, drug dealing, um, people being strung out on drugs and all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, just, I guess, yeah, mental health issues. When mm-hmm. you want to talk about that, you know, people, uh, have being manic depressed, bipolar, all that, um, multiple personality disorders. See things like me being involved in all those things with, you know, the, the game and the life, like all that stuff. 
Um, I've had so many people that are close to me that have these mental issues already, mm. you know, and then have these other things. So it's, it's been, um, it's been a hard road. It's been interesting though, because, you know, um, I, I, every year I'm learning more how to deal with certain, some of these issues, like, you know, having someone that's bipolar and like ripping their hair out and stabbing themselves or whatever, mm. or jumping out of cars, you know, like I've had all different types of situations happen. Um, and it seems like as I, as I level out myself, you know, <laughs> figure out myself right. then I'm able to kind of hear this and be, be, be better because, you know, when I was younger, I started off very empathetic and very, you know, sensitive to people's feelings and, you know, someone's sad and crying. Like I would take their feeling on. Mm. I might cry myself. Like mm-hmm. I haven't cried in forever. And like, ever mm. since I've been a man, like I haven't cried in, you know, years, um, and my, so my emotions are a lot more, like I don't get emotional, but mm. I care. So it's different, but sometimes I'm very, since I care, but since I'm not super emotional, sometimes I'm very, not stoic exactly, but very, um, can be a little more harsh when it mm. comes to, you know, someone that's going through something. Sure. You know, someone tells me like, oh yeah, my, you know, so-and-so, my dad just died or da 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 and I'll just be like, you know, people people die every day. It's a cycle, but, right. you know. But this is right. this is circular. It's not linear. You know, nothing. Everything energy comes and you know goes. I might say something like so, so you know, off like that or something like that. Right. And I like check myself like, oh, you know, or that whatever. Wasn't what somebody was looking for. That's in not that what. Moment. Yeah, right, that's not right. what they needed at that right. moment. You right. know, but my mind, you know, my mind, I'll be like. Well, well, how would I give them what they want? Mm. Don't they need to hear the truth? Or like, don't they need to hear how I actually feel? And I'm like, nah, that's not what it's about, mm. you know? But, um, but yeah, so I, I, I learned more and more about how, you know, to deal with the people around me. Um, but yeah, you've you got all different types of things like, uh, like rape and, you know, all, all that stuff I try and touch on, um, because there's so many different underrepresented people that are going through all these things and these, these looks and characters. like even the, the fact that uh with the whole um the whole internet thing that's been going on like they they took off back page they took off um like tna board like all these different um these all these different places where people go to you know to be escorts or prostitutes or whatever you want to call it hmm. um and it's really actually been hurting people you know um you uh, you see now i mean i go down this this strip and i see herds of prostitutes standing out you know and that's mm. the most dangerous thing you know like that's how you know as when i back in the day that's how we started you know like and that's that's super dangerous you got a one girl hopping in a car by herself right and who knows you know like my auntie did, got her neck cut off doing that shit on that same strip that i see huh. you know herds of, of of girls out at um, you see girls that look like they're underage out there, you know, mm. before they were at least able to do that online. And and then at least detectives can look and see this person seems like they're underage. Let's go pull up on them and check their ID. Mm. Mm. You know, I've had detectives that have pulled up on, you know, girls and check their ID and they're of age and they're like, all right, you know, good to go. Be safe out here. Are you are you out here by yourself? Like, are you out here on your own will or is someone forcing you? Mm. Okay. No one's forcing you. Like, did it like, you know, like, so it's a little bit more, but when it's just, they're all out there, you can't, there's nothing you can do, you know? Huh. And you do have dudes that are, that are trying to take advantage of the situations fully, you know, dudes that are, I mean, of course, raping girls 
like all day and some dudes that are kidnapping and killing and stuff like that, you know? And so for me, it's like, all right, yes, I, I see um, prostitution by force and especially like underage prostitution is a horrible thing, mm. you know, but you have to find the, you know, the, the lesser of evils and figure out how to do it. You can't just like try to quote unquote correct something and then you just make this whole you know, you other problem that's right, even right. worse and you right. just push it over here, right. you know, um, and out in the public, it looks like you just did this dope thing. Like, oh, wow, you cracked down this, you took down this site. My husband's been using this site forever. Right. Now your husband's about to go to a corner and probably get a crack whore that probably has A's, you know, and mm. probably has something else. Right. And, you know, because she probably got it from somebody that pulled up on her and was, you know what I mean? Like, right. just it's this it. whole bad situation, right. you know what I'm saying? So... It's, yeah, and I think people just, they see things and they want to, they don't want to, like as humans, people don't want to, if they don't want to see something, they kind of push it over here and that that can suffice, it, you know, if they can push it, you know, far enough or whatever and they kind of act like it's not happening, you know, and that's what happens a lot with molestation and rape. And Do all you feel things, like you know? this is one of your, um, one of your roles, like, and one of your, uh, sort of what, some of the purposes in terms of you and your voice and having this ability to, to articulate and to give sort of commentary by way of music in, in this form of like what's going on and like what's, what's happening with some of these issues. Do you feel like music is a platform like that for you? I mean, definitely. I mean, if you hear, you know, a bunch of my music is like real, you know, just trapped out, like whatever, or like a good feel of positive affirmations of trap, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, things that, that you would not categorize as conscious at all, you know? Um, but then there are a lot of thoughtful things and they're still, I wouldn't categorize them as conscious. Yes, they're conscious because they're not unconscious, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's real street and it's not preaching to you. It's just, it's just giving you something real. And I feel like, that's something that's a void that is needed because um, that's a void that needs to be filled because you have people that are either being like, don't have sex, mm-hmm. you know, or you have people like fuck everybody with no condom on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you don't have people like, Hey, here's a condom. You know, this is what happened to me when I did this and that. Da, 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 right. da. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in music, a lot of times you have this and this extreme, yep. you know, you have this super conscious thing that's that nobody over here is, you know, 14 year old that's about to do this or that or whoever it is, is trying to hear. Mm-hmm. Or you have this thing over here that this person is trying to hear because the person is just like lawlessness, fuck everything. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like it's a, it's a good, you know, it's a good balance that needs to be had. I feel like Tupac did a good job of, of it, but if Tupac was alive nowadays, it, if, if it was just his music, if, if he was alive nowadays, he's so ambidextrous, he'd be able to make it work. But if his music, you know, was taken and put over here, hey, kids, listen to this. Right. You know, it wouldn't be extreme enough on either end, you know, to, to connect like that. You yep. know, if he was alive, I feel like he'd be able to do it. But but um, but now it's like people are like, nah, man, like people are talking about you know, shooting grannies in the head and, mm. you know, and like doing all the, like uh, uh, Tupac going hard on this wouldn't even be extreme enough, you right. know, but back then it was groundbreaking. So it's a harder landscape to, to, you know, to finagle, to maneuver as far as if you are trying to, you know, connect with people, but also bring them somewhere as well. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. It's, yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. I, I definitely see that. And I see that you have that ability to do that, to be able to, you know, take this music and use this as a vehicle to be able to really, you know, 
put things into the world that'll that make people think about these things that make people have some of these conversations um tell me a little bit more about black umbrella before we get out of here yeah so black umbrella it started up being like a brotherhood and then it's more so got into music because we all did music and everything and then um we went to like a artist collective um and then kind of turned into like a label a little bit but more so just like I'm just like, man, I, I'm going to try and help you with any kind of label services I have and any kind of know-how I have and whatever resources I have, but I don't want you to be bound up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just people I care about. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's been a dope thing. Like, I just uh, bought a building uh, earlier last year, and that's been a thing where it was like I wanted to buy it because I wanted to have it be like this is, you know, a fixture here. It's not going anywhere, you know. Um and so when people walk in, it's like, whoa, you know, they see this like multi-million dollar building and they see me and they know me, they grew up with me and they say, like, damn, like this can be done, you know? Right. And it's been a cool thing because I haven't felt a lot of hatred from it, you know, from my peers and my family and stuff like that. I've seen more so people being inspired and that's what I wanted. You know, when I walked into the building myself, I was looking up and I was like, whoa, I saw the high ceilings and how big it was and everything. And, and I was inspired, mm. felt like a dream factory. And I wanted to give that, you know, to others. When I've walked into other people's, you know, establishments or seen other things go on, like I'm, I walked into uh, Tech Nine in their, mm-hmm. you know, situation mm-hmm. or whatever out there, and I was inspired, like just looking around at that, you know, like I talk to people that that are all into astrophysics and stuff like that. I get inspired. I'm right. like, damn, I want to go invent something, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I wanted to be able to give that and. You know, somewhere you walk and you're like, this doesn't feel like reality right now. And then it's like, whoa, you bring it back to ground. You bring it back to life where you're like, this person did this. This person is only this old or da, da, da. Mm. they're a human just like I am. Mm. <laughs> they didn't have, you know, they have this same amount of years right. and they were able to do this. That's inspiration. So that's what I want to do. you name it anything yet? Did you name just, the building It's called HQ right now, headquarters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, I want to thank you for being here, man. I want to thank you for bringing by this music. I want to remind everybody who is tuned in, you can listen back to this entire interview on my site, hopperworld.com. We've got links back to all of Raz's stuff, uh, including links back to your Spotify and whatnot, social media and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, congratulations on putting out Drive Theory, and we look for more more music to come and more more great things to come. I got to go and see that HQ building that you yeah, got there, man. Pull up whenever you're in Seattle. There bro. it is. There it is. Um Everybody, we want to thank you for tuning in today. I want to remind you, music is life and life is good. We'll see everybody tomorrow.